on today's Daily Charge Supercharged Edition. How does Apple TV Plus work for non-Apple users? What Apple TV Plus shows are we most specifically excited about? And what about you? And what will the competitor pricing landscape look like after Apple and Disney bring their juggernaut streaming services to the playing field? I actually have a question before we get too deep into the conversation. Is the new Dickinson show, is that by Baz Luhrmann or like no. supposed to be Baz Luhrmann adjacent? Because no. Because what it feels like, right? No, it kind of has that feel. Like when I was watching it, the things that it reminded me more of, you know, you're talking about like the Romeo and Juliet for like MTV version of Romeo and Juliet where like they're all modern dress, but they're talking in Shakespearean. It's like the it's like the role reversal of that because they're in period dress, but they're talking in a modern way. Um, the things that it reminded me most of without still being exactly like it are like when there was that resurgence in popularity of like like flicking at Shakespeare in a high school sort of movie from the 90s so like 10 things I hate about you um there was like I think there was one like Clueless for example that's one that was based on an Austin um novel so it reminded me of that where you have like this sort of like but it, it's still different. Like there, there aren't a lot of analogs that I could think of as I was watching. I was like, what does this remind me of? And the thing it reminds me of most is that where you're taking like a, like a period um, storyline and modernizing it for the modern day, but this still isn't quite that. It's very interesting um, and very different, but because it's very different, you don't know if you're going to be getting like, if it's lightning in a bottle, if it's going to be something where only a niche group of people are going to be. Cause like you could say that about game of Thrones, right, like right. it could have been a really niche thing, but it ended up, becoming the most phenomenally successful and a lot of that is because of its production and because it it took a lot of risks especially in season one you know of of, you know extreme violence and all the things that happened that were you know kind of people like whoa this is crazy so i think if apple does that enough you know they they can generate buzz that way maybe we'll see yeah from turning my mic on next question is coming in from caleb uh, saying, to be honest, even though they're wholly original IPs, I'm extremely excited for a lot of these shows. For All Mankind and The Morning Show look amazing, and uh, C looks interesting as well. So there's our first couple of sound off about the shows we are excited to see. I was kind of lukewarm to a lot of these, but as I saw more trailers, I'm definitely getting more interested in The Morning Show. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me of, oh shoot, what was the the Broadway show that just had Brian Cranston in it? It's based on like a 1970s... Oh, Network? Network. It looks like Network to me. And Network was an amazing show. I'm just... that That's my two cents. I was this. a big Sports Night fan and I've heard like analogs to that too. Yeah. You know, just like the whole workplace drama and, you know, it, and, and if they explore, you know, some modern stuff with, with that show, I think it'll be, you know, pretty interesting. Especially the cast is great. So, yeah. you start there. One thing about the morning show though, they had to replace... <laughs> pardon me. They had to replace the, like showrunner director i can't remember the title but they had to replace people at the very top of it mm-hmm. uh not once but i think maybe even twice which can lead to you know a muddled mission a muddled right. like narrative arc they had it once i think you know they optioned a book that was written about the today show like mm-hmm. the, the actual today show that's on nbc i think right, right? right. um and they were adapting that. It's these aren't like for like characters. But then after they purchased this book that was written before the Me Too um, movement, they realized once the Me Too movement happened, especially with like Matt Lauer's involvement in those those sort of issues, they had to like throw everything up in the air and re- yeah. kind of start from scratch. About and that's how, Steve Carell's character, right? Yeah. It's so he's Lauer the one. Character. He's the one that's like, "What's wrong? I just had sex with some production assistant." Come on, everybody does it. What's the big? Well, it's kind of yeah. true. Everybody did do it and does yeah. do it. So yeah. So I guess it. it I haven't seen it, but it, it delves into those sort of issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Makes a lot of sense. I, I like I said, that one just kind of hits home because it's it's relevant to my interests and my job space. And whoa, why is my camera shaking so bad? <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and take that off there before we read another question. Uh, more from Caleb. As someone who would go into my grandparents' attic and read the old Amazing Stories magazines as a kid, I'm really looking forward to what Stephen King has got in store. What did he announce is coming to Apple TV Plus? Because I know we've got uh, what is it? Castle Rock is out there now, right? That's right. on Hulu. Yeah, that's Hulu. So I think that, um, I think he just had a typo. Not Stephen King, Steven Spielberg, Spielberg yeah. is doing the Amazing Stories, um, series, which is, um, from what I understand, it's going to be like Amazing Stories in that it's going to be like little bottle episodes. It'll be an anthology series like Black Mirror or American, not really American Horror Story, but where every episode is a different story. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, we don't really know when exactly that's coming. Yeah, like, there's been a few details on that. Yeah, we haven't, we had Steven Spielberg. He was trotted out at their big he was at the launch. Yeah, he was at their big like unveiling of what the concept of Apple TV Plus would be back in March. Mm-hmm. Um, but we haven't really heard anything about. Uh, it's not going to be available at launch, and it hasn't even been included in that expanded set of shows we know to be coming in the in the months to follow. So it's probably not going to be coming until next year, maybe even middle of next year or later. Yeah, among the ones we have heard about, Servant. Um, the M Night Shyamalan. Yeah. That's, I mean, it seems to me that he t- gave some details there yeah. at Comic Con, yeah. and and so that's one of the ones that you know might pique people's interest as well because it's you know, like coming later in November. Kind and of he's thing. also an, a brand, like you know what you're yep. getting with M Night Shyamalan. You yep. don't have that with a lot of these other shows. You don't, you know, like Disney Plus has these franchises like Star Wars. People mm-hmm. know what to expect. They have a built-in fan base. You have Pixar. You know what to expect from Pixar. Yeah. You have. Um, you know, of course, you have Marvel. Yeah. Um, you know what you want to be getting from Marvel shows, and also you have a back catalog. But you don't really have that for a lot of these things from Apple TV Plus, except for maybe if you like, like, really like squint your eyes, you can see that in an M Night Shyamalan series because yeah. you know what you're getting with M Night Shyamalan. And, and what you have is the stars with Apple TV Plus, right. and and kind of the you know you're trusting that it's Apple. I mean, I think that's part of it. You yeah. know, their brand halo. Yeah. Affecting these shows, you know, maybe they're. When they say they're spending billions of dollars to develop these shows, that's not an accident. You know, no. everybody knows Apple has more cash than any company in history. Right. So you go, okay, well, they're spending all this money. I guess I should check it out. It might be pretty awesome. You know, and, yeah. and you know, from the production values and everything like that, you have this idea of you know it's going to be must watch just because of all the money spent, all the money involved, all the huge names, familiar names to a certain extent, and also you know give it a, a chance. And by the way, it's on your phone and it's five dollars. So. <laughs> right. One thing about the M9 Shyamalan Servant show that I will say in this like segueing from this discussion of like they're spending, they're throwing more money at it than right. anybody like entire nations have in their GDP, which exactly. is true. Um, <clears throat> the M9 the M9 Shyamalan show Servant, when he did talk a little bit about it at, at Comic Con in New York, um, what struck me is that he discussed how he actually was kind of doing it mimicking a shoestring budget, wow. like he's shooting it in Philly or adjacent to Philly, which is where, you know, he's kind of famous Mm -hmm. for being from and shooting in that area. Um, He's shooting it in Philly and he had like one set and nothing else. Like you're not going to like a lot of locations. You're not building. He built one house for this story to take in. So it's like an example of even with these shows like C, which is like this epic um, sci-fi, whatever his show is like kind of going for like this indie sort of like, 
claustrophobic feel, which I think is kind of intriguing. Mm. Like if you give them all this money, but they do it with the mentality of being sort of an indie, what what could it look like? It could be cool. And it shows more range too in the yeah. stores. You know, it's, it's there's a bunch of different periods. There's a bunch of different, you know, interests that are going for. And there's even kids shows yeah. on the service too. You yeah. know, they're, they're, they're trying to, you know, be a little bit tiny bit like Disney like that with, yeah. uh, you know, the Snoopy show. Um, there's a Sesame Street spinoff. So, and those are launch titles. So, you know, I think they're also going to maybe see what works, you know, if, yeah. if, if they're, you know, they have these deals signed and everything, but you know, whether stuff gets renewed is another question. You know, that happens all the time. Well, we know the Netflix. morning show is already renewed. They, they ordered two seasons of it. Well, they spent $200 for that money. million dollars <laughs> for te- 20 episodes of television. <laughs> it's insane. But look at the cast on that too. It's that's kind why. Of untouchable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. exactly why. So that's another super. superlative for the morning show. It's the, I believe it's the first time. Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon were both paid $2 million an episode for the morning show, which is, wow. I think is the first time that actors have been paid that much per episode uh, ever, I think. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure if it's not the most, it's like astronomically higher than the mean, the average of what and, anybody, and I think even we'll big stars And I think we'll continue hearing these dollar figures yeah. around with these shows because it's kind of built in publicity. You know, it, I think it, yeah. it really hits people's, you know... Uh, Okay, you know what? This this expensive Apple device, at least they're spending some money on shows, too, to entertain <laughs> me. You know, they're not just charging me a lot for my phone. Shout out to Imagine Soggy, who's on the same page as me, asking if uh, Dickinson is from the same people who made the 1990s Romeo and Juliet. That's Baz Luhrmann, so yeah, no. Uh, definitely a spiritual successor, let's call it that. Yeah. Yan yeah. says, is Apple TV more like Netflix, where there's original content, or is it closer to YouTube TV, where just a ton and ton of content on the channel just kind of uh, aggregated? Sorry, I'm not familiar with other streaming services other than Netflix. We kind of covered this a little bit. Uh, so yeah. that's an interesting question because Apple TV Plus doesn't have its own app, you know, and this yeah. is something that we've been talking about a little bit. Maybe people don't realize to watch it, you have to get Apple's TV app, which actually has a lot of other stuff in it. It has your old iTunes stuff that you've already bought. Yeah. If you subscribe to HBO or Showtime from within the Apple TV app, that's where those shows show up as well. So I think the idea there was Apple didn't want to have just nine shows in an app. You know, yeah. they, they wanted to actually give you some content uh, to scroll through. Um, but whether it's more like YouTube TV or Netflix, it's definitely more like Netflix. It's more yeah. about the exclusive shows. And they don't have a real catalog of other stuff in Apple TV+. Plus. Yeah. That's not, you know, iTunes or one of these subscriptions. So, yeah, one of the things that frustrates me sometimes as an Amazon Prime um, watcher right. is that it's Apple TV Plus will be similar in the sense that when you're looking at Amazon Prime video, sometimes you get stuff that's included for Prime, but it'll also be sometimes things like things to rent now based on your past right. viewing. And, you know, I don't know about other people, but generally when I'm in the mood to stream something, I'm not going to my service thinking, Maybe I might also want to pay individually to rent something or buy it right now. Like I'm in the mindset of just like, give me something that I've already been paying you for. So I don't know if Apple TV as the app that houses Apple TV Plus could be a point of like frustration for users. Potentially for sure. And and they'll see that exact experience because it'll be iTunes. You know, they'll they'll see a thing that says new movies or new TV to watch now. You'll click through and it'll be like, oh, pay for this on iTunes. And people might not understand that with Apple TV Plus, it is trying to take on it's like in this netflix mold but it does not have all these other services that are launching netflix or apple tv plus is the only one that doesn't have any sort of back catalog so like all you're getting is those nine original titles it's not like they have anything else to lean on and so people might be confused when they open up the apple tv app and it's like oh look at all these thumbnails for things that i can watch and then realize that they actually only get and 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 the two names are not you know going to hurt help with that confusion. It's Apple TV right. app and Apple TV Plus, and you can watch it on your Apple TV box. You know, as, as if that name isn't hitting over the head hard enough. Right, so. right. 
Wait, I'm what are we watching? <laughs> Apple TV? Something. Oh, yeah. No, Apple okay. TV. Let's just watch Apple TV tonight. Joe and I agree with you. I get kind of irritated, too, with how some of the videos are uh, categorized and organized in the uh, Amazon Prime TV app. Like, every time I want to go to watch something and I've added it to my list, but they've removed it from the Prime collection kind of thing, it gets really super irritating to try to just keep track of that stuff. Uh, first world problems, as as always. Uh, Yan says, how exactly does the subscription to Apple TV Plus and Apple TV work? as two separate entities. So Apple TV is not a subscription service. It's right. free. You download the app. But from within that app, you can subscribe to Apple TV Plus. So you you go in and you you click on the thing and you pay Apple another five bucks. Uh, the exception, of course, is Fire TV. So Apple TV, the app is available on Roku, Fire TV, Samsung TVs, and all Apple devices at launch. No Android, as we talked about earlier. And yeah. there's a few other smart uh, streaming devices that don't have it yet. But we, when you're in Fire TV... Uh, an Amazon Fire TV streaming stick or or one of their televisions with that service built in, you actually can't subscribe to the service because well, yeah. you, within the app, you have yeah. to subscribe on another device and then activate your subscription within Fire TV. And that's just because, you know, Amazon and Apple haven't worked out right. that deal. So. Right. Yeah. And I think it's also worth noting that... Um, the, what you mentioned, the, we haven't really talked about this, but with all the other streaming services, generally it's table space for streaming services to be available on every major platform that yep. you would want to stream something Disney, on. Disney, everything. Yeah. And like sometimes there are like maybe small ones, but like the big ones, like yep. there's two major systems, mobile operating systems. That's Apple. And then there's Android. And there's mm-hmm. like maybe five, four or five major box, like on your television screen, yep. streaming systems. Um Apple's the only one by virtue of being Apple that they aren't going to be on Android, which is cutting out a huge, I get that like most of these really high production value shows like on Netflix, 70%, something like two thirds to 70% of their viewing is on a big TV on a Mm -hmm. streaming box, Mm -hmm. but people like to watch. They like to stream stuff to their phones and without having it on Android, that's a gigantic number of people that won't, if they subscribe to Apple TV plus don't, if they aren't inside that, Apple universe with an iPhone already, they're kind of out of luck if they want to watch it on the go. There is a lame loophole. You can go to tv.apple.com and watch it via the the browser, you know, which is the kind of uh, thing that, uh, you know, Amazon Fire used to say when, when, you know, they'd have a YouTube app. They said, oh, just go to, you know, our browser and and watch YouTube that way. But it's not the same. And, you know, it's not an optimal experience. Exactly. And they're basically saying to Android users, like, you're not as important. And it'd be really interesting to see when they launch on Android, how they launch on Android. If they ever launch on Android, it's Apple. So you don't know. You don't know. Yeah. And and that also, by the way, excludes Chromecast. I know, Brian, you're a Chromecast user. You can't uh, stream to Chromecast uh, Mm -hmm. uh, with uh, Apple TV Plus or the Apple TV app. They're just not available on your Chromecast. You're going to have to buy another streamer to watch that. Right. Hey, wait, thing. question to follow this up. You're talking about how it's restricted the browser, but a lot of times even Apple's keynotes are restricted to Safari. Are you stuck using Safari if you want to watch I don't Apple think so. TV? No, no, it's, it's, no. I think it's universal, but again, it's not as nice as having a real app. Yeah. True. Yeah. Okay, we got a few minutes to get through just a couple more questions before we call it quits today. Uh, do you think there is any remote chance of Apple TV Plus uh, succeeding considering Disney Plus is coming literally 11 days later? Yeah, I uh, think absolutely. Because let's look at Apple Music. Yeah. It's a really great example. Apple Music also was, Apple was late to the game in music streaming. Um, but the the crux here, the most important thing is that there are 900 million more than that, active iPhones in people's pockets that they're using. Mm-hmm. That's really the main reason that Apple Music is the second biggest streaming music service, yep. second to Spotify. That's the only reason why. It's because 
And there are differences with video, but that's because music is a commoditized thing. Basically, they all have catalogs of tens of millions of songs on these streaming services. So it's basically a commodity and you decide which one you subscribe to based on your previous use, your preferences about, you know, minor product elements like Discover Weekly on Spotify, something a lot of people like, or it's because it's right there built in as the default on a device that 900 million people oh, yeah. are using. And, and you can bet that on Friday, 900 million people are going to get an alert that says Apple TV. Plus is you now available free. and you get a Probably. week. Click here for your week trial, you yeah. know, after you've you tried $5 a month. But yeah, that's definitely, and Oprah said it, you know, I'm, we're going to be in every pocket, you know, that yeah. this is the kind of thing that Apple, you know, that's the reason why they're able to talk, talk these stars and, and creators into joining their platform and jumping on and saying, you know what, if anybody can do this, it's Apple. So yeah, definite chance of them succeeding. The uh, difference is that music, like I said, it's a commoditized content. Mm -hmm. This is the definition. This is exactly the opposite, where all of these streaming services are marking their territories and they're saying, we're Disney, we have Star Wars, we have Marvel, we have Pixar. And NBC Universal's like, we're NBC Universal, we're going to have, I think, The Office, and then there's HBO Max. It's like, we're going to have all your HBO stuff, plus we're going to have Friends, plus we're going to have Big Bang Theory. They're marking their territories And so that means that a lot of the decision making with these services, unlike with Apple Music, is going to be based on what you actually get to see because it's going to be different for everyone. And that's why it's so difficult, you know, especially with everything changing. You know, all of a sudden you won't be able to watch Friends on Netflix anymore. It'll be clawed back. And same thing with so many Fox movies now. They're now in by Disney getting clawed back and pushed back behind the Disney Plus paywall. If nothing else, that's a huge reason to subscribe, you know, to get Mm. these the back catalog to get the stuff that, you know, is just there uh, that you know about and that you don't know about and suddenly you don't have on another service. Um, yeah. That's going to be a big problem for people going forward. So to answer the question that was originally asked, uh, I think Apple TV yes. Plus is going to be fine because they're basically making it the cheapest one. Yeah. They're making it free for people. It's a loss leader to a large extent. It's a huge, it's a loss leader. Um, They're making it free for a ton of people and um, they don't have to tell anybody about whether or not they're successful. They're only going to tell us how it's doing when it's doing well. Yeah, and and they're going to be able to say, especially because they're giving away all these services, their subscriber number is going to be pretty big, I think, initially. Everybody that bought an iPhone this cycle just got it. And when those alerts come up constantly and they say, you know, you can get something free, uh, click here, or, you know, you can add this with no problem whatsoever to your, to your, you know, bill. And, yeah. uh, you know, people are going to do it. The question will be down the line once those one year, once they don't want it to be like such a dramatic loss leader anymore. Yes. Once they want these shows to start making good on the fact you're spending $200 million on two seasons of TV. Years a long time. Yeah. At least a year, <laughs> if not longer, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah. We'll see. Great conversation going on in the chat between Roger and Matt and Ryan. Uh, Time Bandits has come up. I wasn't even aware of this one, but Time Bandits is another one that's on people's radar for Apple TV Plus shows. And before we call it a day, oh, here's a good one. Um, as far as release schedules go for Apple TV Plus right. shows, uh, are they coming out weekly or are they doing season dumps for binging? How are they going to roll these out? Right. So Apple, generally speaking, the default way that they're going to be releasing these is they're going to have three episodes launch um, whenever a season starts. So for the titles that are going to be available on Apple TV Bunch, Apple TV Plus on Friday when it launches, there'll be three episodes available and then you'll get uh, the remaining episodes of the season a week thereafter. So they're kind of like bridging the divide between the Netflix model of all at once, download it, binge it all in one weekend if you want, and the linear regular TV model where you have to wait week to week and sometimes longer in between episodes. So trying to a little bit have their cake and eat it too, where they're giving people the chance to binge on things a little bit, but also they need to have a reason to keep 
so that they don't sign up for like a seven week trial or a seven day trial. Yeah. And then just like cancel once once it I, comes I out. really feel like they missed the boat. Now that, I mean, I think they should have made it all binging because at the end of the day, you get to that last episode. Let's say you really like C. Um, you know what? Why not be, give people the option to watch it, you know, uh, immediately afterwards and watch the whole series? You know, yeah. I, I feel like that's a little too beholden to the the Hollywood model. And I think people love binging. They love the option. You know, they don't like that getting to the end and going, you know, same thing happened with Handmaid's Tale. There was a lot of people going, why, you know, yeah. why do I have to sit here week after week, you know, doing this? And that's a, you know, that's a more traditional thing with Hulu. Yeah. But with Apple, I feel like they had the opportunity to allow it to be binging and they didn't. I think that it might have been less of a leap for them to do a binge model if they had more stuff but you know it'll be easy in, in a week to go through if they have nine titles one of which is a movie that's like eight times three is what 24 mm-hmm. plus a movie that's like tw- that's like less than 30 hours of content that you could basically you could watch that in a week no problem if you really wanted and to. people would and people would the article um, maybe my math, maybe my math is totally off, well, but no, it, it, you get my point. You no, know, I, I know what you're saying, you know, when they have a small catalog, but yeah. again, you are also promising, you know, more shows kind of every week coming down the line yeah. and you have plenty of money to throw at this kind of stuff. And again, we could say another missed opportunity here is not allowing, uh, you know, non-exclusive stuff to be part of the service. So yeah. if you just have everything be exclusive, then you're, you're super limiting uh, in your catalog. So, you know, they made these decisions. We'll see what happens, but you know, I, I do wish they would have made them bingeable. Now, now, um, to be fair to Apple, I don't think Peacock and HBO Max, I don't think have really clarified exactly how mm-hmm. they're going to do their original content for their streaming services. But we know Disney Plus also is doing week to week release. So, so far of the new streaming services that we know of, you know, Hulu already does that. Um, Prime Video, I believe, does binging for some, but then others you have to wait week to week to, to get um, in between. Yeah, I think most of the originals are Most bingeable. of the originals yeah. are bingeable, but yeah. really Netflix is the only one that's gone all in on that. Yeah. Um, Prime has done it some, and the new ones that are coming up are pretty generally sticking to that linear, everyone has to wait week to week. So it's not like Apple's the only one like yeah. bucking a trend or something here. Kind of surprised that Netflix hasn't tried to uh, copyright bingeable or anything, right? Yeah. Maybe they have. They probably, probably have. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like something they do. Uh, we're out of time, but I just wanted to address a couple of really great comments that kind of fired across the bow here at the 11th hour. Jeremy and Bo both think that Apple should buy PlayStation View since it's up for sale. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, also, uh, Caleb asks, why is Big Bang Theory on HBO Max? It's a CBS show. Joan, you might be able to explain why stuff like that happens. Right. So it was a CBS show. CBS has a streaming service, CBS All Access. And um, our standard dis- disclosure, CNET, is um, a part of CBS. We're owned by CBS Interactive, so they're our parent company. Um, but this is why television licensing is so confusing. So... Um, <sighs> So CB, so Big Bang Theory aired on CBS, but the company that owns the rights to syndicate a show isn't necessarily the network that airs it. It's the studio that creates it. To make things even more confusing, all the networks have their own studios. So like CBS has its own studio. I don't actually know if CBS used its own studio to make Big Bang Theory and decided to syndicate Big Bang Theory to HBO Max. But the decision of how you syndicate cobble out these streaming licensing deals doesn't go to the network that you watch it on. It has to do with the um, studio that created it. And the studio that created it, that got an offer from AT&T, which is the owner of HBO and is going to be launching HBO Max. They got an offer for like, it was insane. I can't, I think it was like $400 million to get the syndicated rights to stream 
um, Big Bang Theory, which is just, it was either 400 or 500, according to reports. None of it confirmed, but it was an insane amount of money. And so that's, that's the answer. It's that CBS, um, I don't think was the studio that created it. And B, HBO like paid through the nose. <laughs> it's complicated. It's yeah, complicated. Long story yeah. short, TV and entertainment law, legal distribution stuff is a mess. Uh, last one, last one from Ryan. I think Netflix prices are getting too high compared to other services. I know they've been around for a while uh, and licensing and all that. But with Apple at $5.99, Disney Plus at $6.99, they're going to have to do something to compete. So where do we think we're going to go after this? Are we in a bit of a honeymoon period? Are we worried that... Uh, we're going to start just getting gouged by some of these streaming services now that the dust has kind of settled and everybody's got their own little platform that may or may not last through the year. What's going to happen next? So I think some safe bets to make are you can pretty much expect that Disney Plus will be um, incrementally raising their price. Heck yeah. Um, sooner rather than later. Um, they announced when they announced the price at $7 a month, they characterize it as an initial price. And they haven't said anything specifically about their timeline for raising it. But given that the fact that Disney is a company, valuing and having their content be worth your money is something they put a lot of stock in. They don't want to just give away their content and make it feel like it's free. Um, even though obviously $7 a month isn't free, but they're, I think they have not only the motivation, but also the ability with having such a big catalog to start tapping that price um, up a little bit. I think what they probably do, given how they've been rolling out pricing for Disney Plus so far, is that they'll give people opportunities to lock in lower prices with a lot of lead time. Um, kind of the way Netflix used to do there. They grandfathered people in for a long time and they gave them a lot of warning. But, um, Apple TV Plus, I, they might, you just don't know because they have more money than God how yeah, long and, it'll and take. They them. don't need to. And they to don't what, need to. It's, it's not their main business. And yeah. it's, again, it's kind of just the lost leader that they're throwing in. Uh, but I also feel like, you know, the price raising is a big thing, but these companies are going to compete each other with each other more and more, I think, on, you know, the big name shows, the things that are, you know, going to be the next Game of Thrones, the thing that are going to get people to, to subscribe to that service more and more because as these become more balkanized, you see more opportunity for people. Uh, to subscribe to, you know, one and drop another one and that kind of thing. So I think it's going to be more and more cutthroat to get that, you know, next great big show. And I think that Netflix, not if even if the streaming wars weren't happening, I think that Netflix would not be raising their prices. I, 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 my my instinct is that Netflix isn't going to be raising their prices. Definitely not significantly, maybe not even at all for a while because they mm. had this most recent increase. And not only was it an increase to their most popular tier and their premium tier, which they've done before, it was the first time they ever increased the price on their cheap entry yep. level tier. They'd never done that before. And they're still paying the price in loss of, well, in, in difficulty growing their subscriber base. Yeah. They're still paying it now, even though it's like six months or so out since they had that increase. So given that people have already shown, hey, we are not down with anything more than this, mm. Netflix, please stop raising the price. And the fact they have all this competition coming in that's pricing so far below them. I don't think we're going to see Netflix prices increase very much very soon at all. Too bad you can't say the same about the MTA here in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Good one, Brian. Sorry. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't help myself to get a jab in, but we're way, way, way over time. Uh, man, I swear to God, we could probably have like 
a weekly version of this show that's just like Cats' Corner, and we just talk about Meow. streaming stuff. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. Uh, we could, though. Like, with the way the, the whole industry is really kind of exploding, albeit it's not like it's new, but it's it's definitely on everybody's minds these days. There's I feel like we could, we could make yeah. this like a regular segment or like a spinoff show starring like Cheech Marin or something. Let's book it as long as it's with Joan, you know, but let's, let's, let's make, make it happen. Sure. <laughs> the daily charging tv show <laughs> there it is uh but yeah we are way over time way out of time joan yeah we're out of time so thanks for everyone for joining us live here today if you're at home we'd love for you to subscribe and ring the bell so you can join us on the regular here weekday mornings also if you haven't yet taken a look and subscribe to our audio podcast those are in the links in the description below we're trying some new things with the formula again here as we kind of toy around with things please let us know what you like and what you think we can do better on for the daily charge i'm joni salzman i'm david katzmeyer thanks for joining us